welcome to another episode of That's a Wrap Podcast. We back. Oh my gosh, it's felt like a while. I am your I am co- your co-host, Jay Rosales. Uh, we will be joined, hopefully shortly, by my other co-host, Dre. The other voice you hear on the line. Yes, it is Jason. How are you doing, man? Oh man, it is good to be back. Yeah, I guess we went on a little bit of a hiatus, but I mean, was there really much Raptor news to talk about? Not really. There was some Masai talk, there was some Pascal talk, and of course, NBA never sleeps, and we'll talk about that too. But for Raptors, we got some news. The Raptors are coming back home officially. Thank goodness. Now let's talk about some Raptors, brother. But before we do that, yes, Dre is not here just yet, but hopefully he can come by a little bit later on into the pod. But welcome back to That's a Rap Podcast, a podcast by Raptors fans for Raptors fans. Jay, it's good to talk to you, brother. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. If you heard some uh, whimpering in the background, unfortunately, that was not Dre trying to get back onto the pod. <laughs> that was a puppy. Let me in. Let the, me in. The, Rosa- the Rosales family has uh, inherited, not inherited, I don't know what the word is, but we got a puppy. and. Oh, yeah, I guess adopted would be the right word because fostering is yeah. not the right word. But anyways, we have a puppy and uh, he's how not cooperating. How is dog or dog dad life? Dog dad life is is weird. But uh, I got to say, I finally got a boy, right? As you as you <laughs> listeners, most of you listeners know, I, I have two lovely daughters and I've been a girl dad for 11 years and counting. But now I have a boy and his name is Mochi and he is a bit of a handful. So I apologize in advance if there is some squealing or whimpering in the background. I would like to think that that will stop. But um, we march on because, as you said, Jason, there is a ton of news, both in Raptors land and outside of Raptors land. Where do you want to start, man? Do you want to start with some Pascal? Like, what do you want to do here? There's so much. I mean, like, even before we, we started, we just got news that we did it. Masai finally did it. He signed an Entatacumbo. They didn't say which one we needed. Just sign one of them and hopefully we'll get all of them. It looks like we are planning to sign Alex. I believe he's the youngest one, right? Yeah, Alex Entatacumbo from Europe? Yeah, yeah. So Alex Alex Entatacumbo is the youngest of the five brothers. Um, so that now leaves just one. Francis, the oldest Entatacumbo, is the only one not to make it to the NBA. What? A letdown for that family. But <laughs> Alex, welcome to the Raptors. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, we'll see. I've, honestly, I've, I, I, this is breaking news. It's happened literally minutes before we started recording this episode. So we're recording this on a Friday morning at 1130. But yeah, it is, uh, it's interesting. I mean, the, the, the visions were always to have an Antetokounmpo in 2021, in the summer of 2021, and it happened. So we're not going to say the Maasai lied, but at the same time, it's not exactly the Antetokounmpo we thought about. Uh, the only information I have is that, again, he's the youngest of the five brothers. He had a pers- he was pursuing college football, but he ended up signing a three-year contract with a Spanish basketball team in 2020. So, yeah, that's, that's as far as I know. And uh, hopefully if he has anything close to what Giannis has, then... The, the Raptors might have struck some gold here, or, or maybe they've done another Bruno Caboclo um, two years away from being two years away. I'm not sure, but awesome. congratulations, Raptors. We finally got an Antetokounmpo. 
I just think that it's more of like a family ties thing. Like, let's be real. The reason, the one of the biggest reasons why uh, Milwaukee has signed Giannis's brother is to keep him with his family close, right? He keep him happy, and I think that the like. The brother, I honestly, is it a Thanos? He doesn't really do much on the Nasus. The Nasus is like he's he's a bulldog, you know. Like he actually looks like an NBA player. Like he he kind of reminds me of like a Montrez Harrell light. Like he's he's all bark very, and and very <laughs> physical yeah. and very loud and yeah. That, that's that's easy. He's not totally out of place as as an NBA player. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Lakers had an Anacumbo. They won a championship. The Bucks had two Anacumbos. They won a championship. Let's get an Anacumbo. Maybe it's good luck time for us to get another champion. <laughs> there you go, Alex. If you do actually come to Toronto, welcome aboard, man. But speaking of new Raptors, I mean, Scotty Barnes, if you guys haven't seen this already, Scotty Barnes released a Players' Tribune um, about the Toronto Raptors basically saying, what's good? Toronto and I think I love how you put it Jay you put it on Twitter it's like players usually use the players tribune as a goodbye or farewell to the team or whatever they're going to do in their next step but but Scotty decided to write a players tribune to say hello to Toronto and if you read it through it's such a millennial thing like he talked about (laughs) Well, after the draft, like 24 hours after the draft, he got like 80 to 100K uh, followers on, I'm sure, Instagram or Twitter or whatever it is. And all of them were Toronto Raptors fans, <laughs> of course, because, you know, it's the only team in Canada. But if you think about it, right, if you think about if he got drafted in Orlando, which is what everyone thought it was going to be, or any other city in the United States, it's only a city. So if it was just that it might have been like maybe a couple of thousand people. You know, that are pure, that team. Fa- but this is, you're, I think he realizes slowly that he's playing for an entire country. And he's representing a much bigger thing than outside, just the Toronto Raptors. Yes, it, there is a lot that goes on to it. It's a family uh, organization that he describes in uh, the Tribune. But like being a Toronto Raptor is not anything that you've known even in like high school or, or in university or in college, like it's, it's a different thing playing for the Toronto Raptors. Yeah. And um, I, I like what you said there in terms of how he's been able to, you know, almost fit in immediately. Right. And absolutely. I, I absolutely love that about him. And I, I'm only going to bring this up because if I don't, someone else will. Um, and it's going to happen all year long. It's actually going to happen throughout their careers, but I'm going to compare this to Jalen Suggs. And from what I'm reading and hearing is that Jalen Suggs is pretty quiet and maybe that's his personality or whatever. He's, he's not, you know, kind of throwing it out there. Um, I get it. Like you, you're new to the NBA. Maybe you're getting new to what it's like to, to fit into the NBA, get into this new world, but I'm going to make the comparison only to say that, Scotty has absolutely just braced, like he's, he's he's engulfed himself in this NBA culture and this Raptors culture, and he's endeared himself to fans. Like, and very quickly, Raptors fans have forgotten about the Barnes and Suggs comparison that happened on draft night. And again, I, I didn't want to bring this up, but it's more to just say, like, you got to give this some time, right? And you know, in a matter of a couple of months, he's already become the fan favorite, which I thought was insane. If you think about like draft night, Jason, like, would you say the fan favorite, who who would you say the favorite Raptor was? Would you say it was like, um, I, and I'm thinking outside of our core three, wouldn't it be, I don't know, Freddie Gillespie, maybe? I don't know. Who who do you think it was? 
yeah, maybe Freddy. I, I, honestly, anybody who's up in the oh no, it's gotta be Utah. It's gotta be Utah. Yeah, okay, definitely Utah, just because of his charisma and the smile and everything. He's he's gorgeous. But I think that <laughs> okay. Here's my question. Here's my first question, Scott. Do you think all the Scotty Barnes love for Toronto is that? PR stunt like do you think that this was like a human resource to say okay Scotty we got to get the the moral the morale in the Toronto uh, Raptors sphere mm-hmm. a little low and we know your uh, personality is infectious can you bring out that personality uh, to Toronto PR and to Toronto Twitter can you give that or do you think this is genuine do you think this is just pure Scotty Barnes I, I believe this to be genuine because it's been much more than just a Players Tribune article, right? It's more than just that. It's it's walking around downtown Toronto with your five new teammates. It's doing IG stories, showing the various parts of Toronto that you visited within the first day. It's posting another IG story that you're in the airport about to fly to Toronto and showing right. off your excitement. It is uh, hanging out outside Scotiabank Arena the day after you were drafted and mingling with fans. So I think the, you know, if, if we felt like it was a, uh, a PR stunt, if it happens maybe once, right? But he's been just engulfing himself in Toronto culture the second he got drafted, right? And he pointed out in the article itself that, you know, as as much as he's trying to endear himself to to the city and the fans, he is not here to do anything half-assed. He is here to work and he is here to grind. And so far, everything that's come out of his mouth has matched what I have seen, um, you know, even in those those workout videos, right? I, I I think a couple of weeks ago there were a couple of viral videos of him holding some some practices, and you see how we shut down Donovan Mitchell, and he he blocked a three point attempt by Tim Hardaway Jr. Again, like I, I I do sound like a hypocrite here because I am one that hates those summer video workouts because they. You know, I always make fun of the Ben Simmons ones which show him hitting three-pointers and it's just a ruse because he's not going to actually do that in the NBA in live games. But with Scotty Barnes, like that's this just seems much more uh, real, right? And you see how intense he is on the court. And I don't know, uh, call me a sucker of the, the – the or even call me a hypocrite. It doesn't matter. Like he's he seems very genuine to me in terms of his words, but also – his his actions would seem to to back it up. So, I think that yeah. this Players Tribune article was almost the cherry on top because it this has ultimately become Scotty Barnes Day, right? The Eric Kareen of the, of the Athletic also published a a piece on Scotty Barnes featuring him. And uh, tonight at the Blue Jays game, Scotty Barnes is throwing out the first pitch. So, Jason, happy Scotty Barnes Day. Seriously, and I'm hoping that he's going to be wearing the uh, Raptors draft hat. Oh yeah, <laughs> still. Has he, while he's has he taken it off? I don't know if he's taken it off. I don't. Like, ever. I don't think so. I really don't think so. <laughs> As you said, he's probably glued it on. Uh, but also, to your point, when it comes to the workout videos, yes, everybody is very tired with the workout videos, and it's just like them playing uh, scrimmage, right? And I mean, you see Jay Cole playing scrimmage with these guys. It's really no big deal, but. How many players do you remember have highlight videos of their workout videos of just pure defense? I it's don't true. remember. One. I don't remember. They're always showing I, themselves like shaking someone or, you know, hitting threes or, or showing off their dunks or whatever. But yeah, I, I never see it when they're showing off their defense. Yeah. Right. And exactly. that's, that's his calling card, right? 
I think it's, again, like, I know it was a silly question, but just to think about it, I haven't seen anybody uh, so happy. And, and, okay, again, it's not, like, about about this whole uh, PR stunt or thinking about, like, no one wants to play for Toronto, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. But I just feel like for someone like Scotty, not only that he's excited to play in the NBA, he's genuinely excited to be in Toronto because I feel like this is just an opportunity for him to grow. He has he he knows that he's going to have playing time. He knows that he has he has captivated this this fan base already. And so if if let's say knock on wood, okay, let's say I know that ESPN has the Raptors at like number twelve in the Eastern Conference, whatever. And the over under of like 34 wins, whatever. But let's just say that we get into the playoffs. Can you imagine? And the fact that if Scotty does have an impact, a good impact on this lineup, can you imagine the fanfare and the excitement of this team? Again, we saw it obviously in in from starting from 2014 when the Raptors were on the rise. We're not in a rebound. We're just in kind of a restart mode. And Scotty is a huge part of it. So I think he knows that. I think that if he captures his audience, captures Toronto at the beginning of everything, at the beginning of the draft, before even training camp, if we go into the playoffs, if we go far, it's going to be a lot about Scotty, and Scotty is going to be such a big deal moving forward. Now, I think the the one one part, obviously, that stood out to me in the trip play, Players' Tribune is that one thing he said quote toronto it feels like we're about to do something special together i love that quote love that quote. again scotty has all of our heartstrings at at the tip of his fingertips man so not only did scotty barnes uh have something to say to toronto but someone else on the other spectrum uh for the toronto raptors also has something to say and we're talking about pascal siakam so I've seen on IG, I've seen that Scotty's here. I obviously I, with all of his buddies, Freddie Gillespie, Ishmael. I mean, he was even with uh, Goron at the time when he was walking around Toronto. You see uh, a Spy is here, Precious is here, but I haven't seen anything from Pascal Siakam. Not much going on when uh, when it came to Pascal. He he's, you know, said a few things on IG, said a few things on Twitter, but nothing of sort when it comes to this year. He recently just had a New York Times article from Sopan Deb talking about, you know, basically whatever happened in the bubble and how he didn't feel like he was the man after the contract. So I want to read something to you guys that that stood out to me from Siakam. He said, quote, for me, at that point, when I started becoming that person, I just felt like there wasn't that much level of communication, to be honest. And he was talking about Masai Ujiri. Um, and that was the only thing that really that I felt it was like, we got that mass contract, but are you that guy? And I think that's something that I was struggling with. And, you know, he goes on to say, obviously, Kyle was there being the point guard. Kyle was, to me, always the greatest Raptor of all time. And I think he was always like, I was the guy. I had the contract, but I never really felt like I was that guy, to be honest. Do you think that this is the time for him? Now that he is the man, he has the biggest contract on the team. Dre, let me start with you, man. Do you think this is going to be the turning point for Pascal Siakam? I'm going to say yes, because I feel like we were already seeing glimpses of what we were seeing before his collapse. So I'm just going to say yes. I don't know if it's going to be you know, in relation to these recent events, but I feel like we're going to see the Pascal of old back again 
fairly soon, regardless. Mm -hmm. And if we want to say that it was because of this, then we could say it was because of this. I don't know. Yeah. And and Jay, before you start with your answer, because I want to know your thoughts as well. I think that he he goes on to say a lot about like the bubble and how he didn't he knows on his own behalf that he he didn't play very well last season he also didn't play very well but he also said that that listen he went through a lot of stuff he contracted COVID-19 he lost 20 pounds trying to get back into shape and the team was losing so it's it's almost unfair for him to he wanted to be the guy and then whenever the team was losing, I felt like it was all on Siakam, which I feel like it was unfair for him, don't you think? Absolutely. It's unfair. It's unfair because, you know, I think and it's 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 just, right? We talked about this during the season last year where that okay, there are moments in the clutch when he would come up short. But what we said previously, it still echoes true now. It's like but what about the other 45 minutes of the game when he was carrying the team, when he was, yes. uh, he had the defensive versatility to make that defense work. He's the glue guy on defense. And then on offense, still being able to take on that number one leadership role, number one guy, and still be able to score 22 points a game. So I think that too much was made about what happened, A, in, in the clutch, because in seasons prior, he was actually one of the best clutch shooters in the league. So I attribute that to being a bit of a down year to all the factors, attributing to all the factors that you already listed there, Jason, um, as well as the mental aspects of that. Um, but also, I think that you know he just needs time to grow, right? And what we're going to see this year is as he comes back from his uh, shoulder surgery, there, there probably is a bit of a ramp up needed there, right? He's, he's. This is his third straight off season where he's going to have little to no time to rehab. Um, so he, this, in other words, he's just, because he doesn't have a regular off season, he won't have those Rico Hines runs that have helped him, you know, become the player that he is now. So I, you know, I caution everyone to kind of. You know, cut him some slack there, and, and let's be patient with him because, as mm-hmm. it was already pointed out, right. Um, he's he's going to be it's going to be like a work in progress right and uh, i think that we just need to be patient with him and, and see how things go and you know if i could transition this over to some one other thing that really jumped out to me um, yeah. and, it, and it really is worth mentioning here is is the is the racist comments that was that were directed towards him totally unwarranted totally unnecessary 100%. and you know Unfortunately, he did see that too, right? And uh, he goes on to say in this article, I didn't want to know about it, but I heard it was racist comments and things like that. And for me, those were just things that were sad about the whole thing. Uh, I get it. I understand it. But also for me, what really hurt is one of those things about my dad. In quotes, he says, oh, your dad wouldn't have been proud of this. That's just sad. And I get it Mm -hmm. that that is probably from... It's from a subset of fans, a very small subset of quote unquote Raptors fans, but it's a subset nonetheless. And their voices were loud enough that it made the rounds on social media. I'll, I'll even admit it. I know people who have been really down on Siakam, not to the point where they're, they're going to put out racist comments like this, but like, really guys, like it's, it really is unfortunate that he has to go through all of this and I am confident that he will overcome it. He will 
eventually get back that all NBA status that he built up just a year ago, right? So I'm confident he'll get back there. We just have to be patient with him. But like, yeah. I mean, why in the hell does that stuff have to be brought up in the first place? Like, to me, uh, and this is where you mean brought up by the brought up by the reporter. Well, like, you know, like the the derogatory comments of the stuff about his dad. I view it as there are people who view basketball players just as the pawns of their favorite team and stuff like this. At the end of the day, it's a game. It's a freaking game. It's a form of entertainment. We like to watch. We have fun watching. We don't have fun watching sometimes. But it's a game. These people have lives. And Mm -hmm. because of somebody's substandard performance, because they're going through some stuff, you're going to bring up their dad. You're going to say racist stuff. I'm sorry, but it's frankly pathetic. Like, whether you're a bigot or you're completely misconstruing a lull. Like, why are you bringing this up? It's a game. It's a game. And look at how much he's achieved already. Like, it's a game. This isn't about practice at this point. It's a game. (laughs) Like, you're not talking about life when somebody's life is more important than a sport. It's a game. So what if you're upset that he's underperforming? Like, like let it be. Like, it's not like Siakam did anything bad as a person. Like, this is a game. That's all I can say. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I think out of uh, what you guys were trying to basically put into words is that there is a very small, 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 minute subset of fans that don't really care for the human side of these athletes and these sports sports figures and all they think of you are there to for to entertain me and if you don't entertain me then you're nothing and again as i as i will irritate thank you (laughs) is that those people have nothing to do they are not called fans they are their own subset of fandom however you call it so don't care what they say because if you ever bring up anything personal like that, you know, however you look or however you should be feeling or everything like that, it's because of their own insecurities, you know. So let's 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 shut that down, and we'll move on to uh, the my next question for you guys. Speaking about where players are going, I gotta ask you guys, man, where is Ben Simmons going? Because the latest news <laughs> oh that God. the 76 we're still are talking about Ben. I know, right? Because he's not—he hasn't gone anywhere. It's just they are. Oh, we know why so- he hasn't gone anywhere because he's his value is too high, and the Sixers are are requesting idiotic right. pull for this. Like it's their own damn fault. It's not that he's not qualified. It's not that they're overqualifying him, and everybody else sees him as okay. He's got some growth to make. Let's allow him to grow. But we're not giving away our top two. And they're seriously asking for the top two best players of some teams. Like, it's ridiculous. Uh The latest news from the 76ers is that they are demanding Ben Simmons to play next season as well as to play in train or uh, attend training camp. And if not, they will find him each day that he misses training camp. I don't know the figures. I want to say it's about a million a day. I'm not too sure. But regardless, it's just think about how awkward it's going to be when Ben Simmons goes into the locker room of the 76 and he's still a 76er when you have 
uh, Joel Embiid there and Andre Drummond there and Tyrese Maxey there. Everybody who's there who just like, ooh, this is a little strange. So my question to you before we go into a break, is Ben Simmons going to be traded before training camp? Oh, good question. I will say yes. Ooh, really? Yeah, there's the, the, the relationship is way too damaged at this point. And, you know, to your point, if he, if he starts getting fined, then so be it. He's already made millions of dollars. He is dating a supermodel, Maya Jama. I, I don't know exactly what her net worth is, but if he was <laughs> if he was still with uh, was it Kylie Jenner, then definitely I don't care about the money because you can just live off her money. But anyways, I don't think the money is the issue. They, the the relationship is so damaged that I think he would be willing to pay those fines. Um, the, so the you do know that, yeah. again, we are recording this on uh, the Friday, September 17th. Training camp begins In on the three- 28th. Yeah. That's less than two weeks. So you think that the like Maury is going to get off his high horse and basically just going to take whatever is means necessary in order okay. to get All right. uh, out that, of that's a, that's a very valid point. The training camp is really creeping up on us, which is good for us from a content perspective. But regarding yeah. my answer, you're right. Uh, uh, let, me, let me fix that up. He will get traded before hmm, regular season? season, October 19th. I, I was going to say I was going to say regular season, but maybe it could be like her, like the, the Harden or the Butler situation. No, not, maybe not Harden because his was like a full month, I think. But I think Butler yeah. was in the first couple of weeks, something like that. Something to the effect of maybe first couple of weeks. I think in training camp, they're going to try to win him over. It's going to be ugly still. It's going to be super awkward and they'll, they'll crack. And I think what also you'll end up having – happening it's a, it's a pride thing now for daryl Morey. now it's like i am going to trade him and i just don't want to look like an idiot because whatever i end up getting is not going to be anything that these rumored packages are so um you know i'm just gonna to have to bite the bullet and do this trade that is the best leftover trade or whatever it ends up being because you know to, to dre's point right you're, you're not giving away two of your best players for someone who is as unproven as Ben Simmons. So it is going to be a poo platter and he's going to have to suck it up and do it because as each day passes, his value goes down even more and the offers he's going to get are going to be considerably worse. So he can't drag this on to the trade deadline, um, let alone dragging it into the season. So uh, yeah, I would say somewhere around the first, by the first week of the the season, he's, he's gone. So you 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 think that he's going to suit up at least for the first couple of games, and but oh but no no no, then, no. I think I think what Butler did didn't uh, Andre you're you're a Wolves fan you can remind me of this didn't Butler just not suit up? Like I remember there were like arguments in practice and he, he was really yeah, on guys. I, if I'm and, not mistaken, he actually did at least play a little bit. If I'm not mistaken, because then eventually he went to the Seventy Sixers. But um, okay. All right, well, well, fans, I mean, listeners, if you're if you're chiming in, like, you chime in, like, let us know, because like, remind us. I'm, I'm too lazy to Google it, but uh, I'm pretty I, I sure he sat out a couple. Oh, he sat out a couple. I don't. Think I don't he know if it was like, the full. like a, Yeah, exactly. I don't think he made like a point to set up the whole thing. I don't recall yeah. that. I'm pretty sure he did at least show up a little bit, but you know, he did that whole "you need me" thing. So uh, right, right. I'm pretty sure he played at least a little bit, but I'm pretty sure. The Minnesota fans weren't thrilled that he did, even though he was helping them. So, where where do you, where do you land on this? Do you think he's he's staying or going? That question. He's he's, he's leaving. 
<laughs> Secondly, it's a question as to when. Even if he wanted to stay, if he had a change of heart, I don't think anybody else wants him on the team anymore after all of this. Like, how would you want that? That's irreparable, as as, uh, as you brought up. So I feel like the question is when. If they weren't being so ridiculous with what they were asking for, he would have been gone already. I would see yeah. him gone soon. At this point, I'm foreseeing almost more... And not because of what the conditions were, but more of a D'Angelo Russell type deal where the Wolves, and to go back to the Wolves hilariously, the Wolves <laughs> wanted him. They didn't get him. And eventually a trade deadline, they got him. But, I mean, at that point, uh, both the Warriors and he wolves seasons were, like, dead, dead in the water. So at that point, it was just like a surrender. Like, okay, let's just do what we wanted to do anyway. If it's not now, it will for sure Borderline 100% be at the trade deadline. And if I'm wrong, then it's a miracle. So this is like the hot potato that nobody wants to grip onto anymore. Whether they finally say, okay, let's let's ask for less. So it's like one all-star or one superstar or a couple of great picks and, and key pieces. Maybe they can ask for that. But what team will want to hang on to this animosity now? Because by the time he arrives, training camp's going to be happening or done. How is he going to assimilate? Because he's got such a unique style of game. On the Sixers, I feel like he could have only functioned as is on the Sixers. But as we've learned, that only gets your team so far in the playoffs. So he's going to have to re reconfigure his game. The teams are going to have to reconfigure around him. Something. But either way, it's going to be damn awkward in training camp. I don't know. At this point, I feel like it's too late already. If you want this to be a good trade, a nice seamless trade, it's too late already because he's going to have to change or the team's going to have to change. There's not enough time in the season for this to make sense right away. Uh, I don't know, but this whole thing is hideous. That's all I'm going to say. This whole <laughs> thing is hideous. I just think it's yeah. funny that you you reference uh, that this is a hot potato because that's the way he treats the ball in the clutch. So, oh, ooh, damn. Ooh, good luck to you, Ben, wherever you well end up. Done. And I say well this, okay. as hard as this sounds, I say this as a Ben Simmons fan. I like his game, but dude, grow up already. Anyway, that, that's <laughs> those are my uh, two cents. All right. So there you have it, Raptors fans. Let us know what you think about, you know, this year with Scotty Barnes, with that Players' Tribune, as well as that article with Pascal Siakam, where you think Ben Simmons is going to go and when. My thought is, before we go to break, I think that he is going to stay with the 76ers for at least the first couple of weeks, mainly because they can't find a package deal for him. So they're going to be like, hey, Ben, listen, sit out. And don't suit up for the games. Make sure because can you imagine? Can you imagine if he plays during training camp and he plays during the first couple of games and he gets injured? That would be the worst for the 76ers and Ben Simmons. So that's my take. Let me know. If let he us... gets injured, how big of a point differential will he have? Will it be five <laughs> or will it be two? I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. It might might be about the same. But let us know what you where you guys think Ben Simmons is going to go as well. As well. As John Wall, who's also mutually agreed to uh, part ways with the Houston Rockets. See, that's how you ask for a trade, Ben Simmons. Well, and that's a lot of basketball news. 
again there's not too much raptors news we are the training camp is going to start in a couple of weeks and then we got you know the preseason for the toronto raptors which we're really excited about because it says scotiabank arena i can't friggin' wait but before then man we, there's a lot of things that happen throughout our lives and i can't wait to talk to you guys about it let's just take a real quick break and we'll talk to you guys soon Sorry, I just got here, guys. Uh, again, so what did I miss? <laughs> did I miss that lovely sponsor? Who was it this week? I, I have no idea. <laughs> oh, man. Well, welcome back to That's a Wrap. Uh, a podcast by Raptors fans for Raptors fans again uh, in the first half of the episode we were talking about Scotty Barnes' Players Tribune saying what's up Toronto as well as Pascal Siakam's uh, New York Times article it was a great talk about the Raptors but now I want to talk about what we've been doing in the summer break. And, you know, all three of us, we love the Raptors, but we all have our own things going on. That's why we were, you know, doing a little uh, a break from the from this podcast. And now I'm glad to be back. But I want to talk to you guys about what you guys been up to. I know, Jay, you've been you, now you were you talked about in the beginning. You were a new dog dad. Dre, you were always busy working 24 seven every single day. I don't know how you do it. I think you're still working right now while you're recording this podcast. But let's just talk, man. I know, you know, during the summer break, we've been we've been chilling. And now I know let's start with you, Jay. Again, you're a, you're a dog dad, but also the NFL season is back. So give us your take. I know you have a fantasy league, but give us your take of what's going on with the NFL. I got to say, I love the music. It's, uh, you know, I was telling you off off air that. The NFL has probably better a better soundtrack than the NBA because the NBA is no longer an NBC. But anyways, Ooh, hot take, hot take. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. It's been a very interesting summer. As you mentioned, we did get a dog over the summer and that the, the puppy is a, a work in progress, I will say, like learning how to potty train and crate train and all that. As, as from a, a football perspective, I got to say, fantasy football draft day is like Christmas to me. Very happy with my fantasy team. I'm actually more happy with my favorite football team, which is the Los Angeles Chargers. Don't ask me how I got there, but I'm there. I've been there for like 15-ish years now, and it's been a roller coaster, but mostly it's been bad. And uh, I'm excited for for how the Chargers are going to be this year. I know this is, you know, for the listeners who are here for the basketball content, I know you're going to say, you know, you only want the basketball content. But let me tell you this. Football is exciting. And if you want to get excited about football, if you want to get on it, I suggest you join a fantasy league because that's the best way to get into football. And if you want a team, I suggest pick the Chargers. They're amazing. 
They're they've got the quarterback who's an MVP, MVP candidate, and they've got a defense that could shut down any team. Honestly, I'm super excited for this NFL season. I'm not going to bore you with the details. I'll just say, go Chargers, go. Didn't were the Chargers? They just moved to Las Vegas, right? Or no, no. So that was the you're thinking of the Los Angeles or Oakland Raiders who moved to Las Vegas. The Chargers were in San Diego, then they moved to LA. And it's weird. I was in LA a couple years ago, visiting family, and there was zero Los Angeles Chargers gear because the Los Angeles Rams were Super Bowl contenders. They had just been in the Super Bowl, and the Chargers had just moved into LA. So they were really just like the 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 ugly step sister or something i don't know like it's it it was not good like it was just los angeles rams gear everywhere and maybe like a hat for the chargers so i'm glad to see where they've come because now they are probably the better team uh that's a bit of a mild take there uh in the city of los angeles but yeah i'm uh i'm looking forward to this nfl season but way too early prediction is who's going to the super bowl two teams uh, okay, so I'm, I'm going to give you the non-biased one, and that is to say, okay, the Chargers will do great, but they're not making the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm going to go pretty boring here and say that you know it's it's the, the Chiefs who are going to make it out of the out of the AFC because really there's the, there just is no team that can really hold them down. Pat Mahomes is just everything he's been advertised as, and barring any injuries to you know knock on wood himself, Tyreek Hill or, or Travis Kelsey, like they're. They're a Super Bowl team year in and year out. On the other side, I I think people are saying that the Tampa Bay Bucks are going to go perfect this season. I uh, kind of like similar to LeBron. You don't doubt LeBron, and as long as Tom Brady's healthy, which he happens to be, it's going to be Tom Brady, and you don't doubt him. And you know, I'm going to say that it's going to be a rematch of last year's Super Bowl, and but this time around, uh, the Chiefs win. So that's my way too early prediction. Oh. All right, you got the Mahomes. I, I do know that the first time I watched NFL with my wife trying to explain the game to her and uh, to myself because I don't know it very well, we watched the Super Bowl together, and I had my money on Mahomes, so I didn't actually put money on it. But I was hoping that Mahomes would do something against the GOAT, but it wasn't even close. So let's see. Let's see if this year uh, Mahomes does something against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Dre, brother. So, man, okay, before I play that music, actually, I, we all know that you're a movie buff, man. You keep on working your butt off with Films with Tell. So let us know what you got going on with Films with Tell, what movies that we should be looking out for, because I know that Tiff is actually back online, too. So, man, give us your take of uh, what you've been doing over the summer and what you, what you feel about the movies out now. Oh, my goodness. So, uh, yeah, Tiff. It's not quite what it once was because of the pandemic, but it's getting closer than it was last year since I actually finally see red carpets again to, uh, you know, have some, like, actual large audiences again, albeit still cut down on numbers. It's, it's been a blast. It's been nice to see things kind of get back to normal. Still a ways to go, so hopefully next year everything is back up to scratch. Yeah, it's been a very interesting tiff because a lot of the films especially since Nomadland won Best Picture this year, and TIFF was kind of the, the start of its race when it won the People's Choice Award. That typically is the start of the Oscar season whenever that award is given out, especially because uh, it actually won Best Picture this year, the People's Choice winner, and uh, other previous winners of the People's Choice, which have won Best Picture or have been nominated, include uh, 
Slumdog Millionaire, Jojo Rabbit, I think 12 Years a Slave, I'm not certain, I forget the occasional one. Anyway, point is, a lot of people have been trying to predict what's going to win it this year, and it's interesting because a lot of the picks that people have, like The Eyes of Tammy Faye, which is which stars um, Jessica Chastain and Andrew Garfield, got kind of a decent reception. Outside of her performance, it's apparently Oscar Beatty, so that's probably not going to win. My prediction, and this is probably going to be late because tomorrow is actually the announcement of the winner, is uh, the latest feature by Jane Campion, who is one of the finest period piece filmmakers of all time. The Power of the Dog overall has done the best critically of these more well-known mainstream film that if so i feel like if it doesn't win the people's choice winner it's still going to be really well at the oscars you can basically predict that kristen stewart's going to be nominated if not actually win for her role as uh, princess diana in the new pablo lorraine film spencer which was fantastic and yeah otherwise oscar season is beginning oh man so there you have it if jay ever had a football podcast you already heard his nfl take if and of course you heard a teaser of the film fatale man you got a lot of film uh knowledge in there in that noggin of yours brother if if only i could if only i could take some of it only if i could take some of it but i appreciate you guys you guys coming back to do another that's a rap podcast i know in the beginning of the episode of course we're going to talk about raptors of course we're going to talk about basketball but we got other things going on too as fans of football, as fans of film, and for me as fans of podcasts. And I hope you guys are a fan of this podcast. Uh, but before we go, Dre, where can we find you, brother? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Aren't we doing you? Aren't you going to talk about your summer? I don't even go. I don't have any music on, though, brother. <laughs> <laughs> all it is all it is i've been having a good time doing a lot a bunch of these podcasts as you guys know i've been working a lot play them out now dre play them out go 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 play them out my wife i like to thank my co-host there you have it man yeah man so dre where can we find you brother uh if you tolerated that geeky spiel i just had you can find me on twitter at andreas bads and you can follow my film editorial and review website films fatale f-i-l-m-s-f-a-t-l-e.com no spaces i also run a film related podcast with a couple of friends of mine called the k-cut which you can also find on films fatale otherwise um speaking of music very appropriate my top 100 soundtracks of of in film history has just been released a couple weeks ago and my top 100 original scores that's just going to be coming out early october so those are the orchestrations made and written for film so not like popular music like you would find a pulp fiction but something a little bit more a little bit more a little bit more different oh, sorry let me re- redo that so not like the popular music you would find a pulp fiction but rather specifically written pieces for these films so Look forward to you that. You find me Jay on Raptors HQ. Uh, find I, the season is going to be coming up soon, as we mentioned. So you will start to see my weekly articles looking at the games of the week. I will probably do some on the preseason, which is opening on October 4th. That's only two weeks away. Uh, you're also finding our podcast on Raptors HQ. As for Twitter, you can find me at Rosalisaurus. And I think that's all I've got to plug. Over to you, Jason. 
And you can find all of us at That's Rap Pod. You can find my work here, of course, on That's Rap Podcast and other podcasts such as The Marketer's Journey as well as NPS. I love you. But until then, Raptors fans, the Raptors are back in Toronto. Thank God. That's a wrap.